with our core value tracker, I want you to take this core value tracker and everything that we tracked with our time audit that we've done so far. If you haven't done that, no worries. Um, that's one of the emails that we've sent out. If you have missed that email, please pop it in the chat and let Sindel know. She will um, write it down and then we'll add you to the email list. Okay. So with our core value tracker, there's going to be, I believe there's like eight different wedge slices. Okay. Eight different slices of this pie on this target. One of the ones on there is your time wasters. So as you do your time auditing, there's going to be, if you look at your little core value tracker, it'll say CV. Okay. CV means core value. So I want you to write your top like seven core values and put them in that little chart from the time audit that we've done so far with um, tracking our time, right? And I want you to put on there like family was a core value maybe or God and religion or um, your kids, maybe your marriage, like your spouse, maybe a core value is self-care. Maybe it's um, travel or adventure or accomplishment, work, business, school, whatever your core values are, whatever things that are most important to you that you need to have in your life every single week to help you thrive, put those at the top of the biggest part of your wedge, okay? So you're gonna have them go all around the circle. So Time Wasters kind of gives you an example. If you look at that, you can see Time Wasters is your example of how to write it in there and you'll just write it in after every CV, you'll write down your little core value. Then from your time audit that you have, I want you to highlight each um, core value in a different color. And for every line that you highlight um, your core value on your time audit, you're going to count those up and you're going to add it to your um, tracker so you can see how much time you're spending in that specific value, if that makes sense. So for example, if I have a list of, I did the dishes, I did the laundry, I fed my kids, I got showered and ready for the day. And I exercised shower and ready for the day and exercise. I'm going to put those under my self-care. And so I would highlight like two lines within that little wedge that says self-care for my core value. Does that make sense? And then say, um, like dishes and, um, laundry or whatever, I'd put that under home. Home is really important to me. So I'm going to highlight two lines for that. And so on until you get it to the whole thing's filled out for the three days that you did. And if you're noticing that, oh, by the way, time wasters would be things like what? Social media, um, any a lot of digital distraction, okay? So anything from like video games, computer games, um, social media, it can even be productive prioritization, or um, I'm sorry, not prioritization, productive, what's the word I'm looking for? We just talked about this yesterday. Pop it in the chat. I can't think of the word. <laughs> productive what? Um, Procrastinate. Per procrastination. Wow. It is rough to talk today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Pro procrastination. Okay. So if you are doing dishes, but you don't need to do them because they're already done. Like you, you didn't need to do any more dishes or you didn't need to do any more laundry. You actually really needed to focus on spending time with your kids at that time or whatever, even though it could go under home. If it's something that was a productive procrastination, like it was something helping you to pro procrastinate a core value that you needed to work on that could go under a time waster. Okay. So it doesn't just have to be something digital. It could be anything that it's could be anything where you're lazy. It could be anything where you're kind of numbing out, like scrolling, you know, it can be where you just kind of feel lifeless. You're not really feeling purpose or intention. It's when you kind of feel blah and eh, right. That can be a time waster. Okay. So anything that you can think of during your time audit that might fall under the meh category, okay, that is going to be your time wasters. My family, like as a whole, gets a little more of my attention than my kids do, but my husband kind of gets on the back burner sometimes. I don't know if you guys feel that, but sometimes 
our marriage kind of gets on the back burner. It's like, oh, date night, we'll do that next week. Like, I don't have time to find a sitter or I don't want to get all dolled up to go out or whatever. Like, it's too crazy at home. I don't want a sitter to have to deal with all this that's happening at home, right? Like, <laughs> whatever it is. So sometimes it's important to do the things that are hardest first, right? Eat That Frog. If you haven't read that book, it's a great book that helps you to remember to do your biggest, most important tasks first in the week or in the day to help you to stay on top of your priorities. Ooh, core memories with my kids. I love that. Okay, Emily, can you pop your video on for me? Okay, Emily, I want you to unmute yourself and I want you to tell me core memories. Like, give me some ideas about this. I really am intrigued by this. Tell me about it. My oldest is 10. Okay. And I just realized that I only have eight more years of her in the house. Right. We always, you know, like so much of who we are is, well, I was raised this way. This is how I... I grew up and I realized I only have eight more years to create that for her and give her the foundation that I want. So it kind of freaks you out a little bit, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I need more core memories for them to look back on. So what, what core memories would be something that you would want them to look back on? What are some things that would really light you up? I'm not putting you on the spot. So I'll let you think for a second if you need to. (laughs) We're going on vacation this week. So exciting what you're doing is gonna be core memory. That's awesome. All I can think about. Oh my gosh, what are you guys doing? We got the kids a cruise for Christmas. Stop. I'm jealous. Can we I know? I want to be a part of these core memories. (laughs) We um we don't normally do stuff. Like we go camping and do very minimal travel. And so I want them to have more experiences like that. And so we saved up and that's what we're doing. I no love that. I, it reminds me of, um, what's that movie inside out? Like yes. where they have, they're doing like the, what is that little thing that they call it? It's like core memory, like, I don't know, the bank balls. or library or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. They have like all the balls, like all little core memories. That's what it makes me think of. And I think of like, what core memories do my kids have in their memory? Is it like mom yelling and screaming at us or like, you know, is it good core memories or is it like hot mess mom core memories? Right. So I think that is super important to not only like try to make those core memories, but try to make sure that they're good ones the best that we can. Obviously we can't be perfect, but doing things like that, where you intentionally spend time together on vacation where it's like, you know, we're, we're not focused on friends. We're not focused on any of our responsibilities. We're just there to have fun as a family. I think that's so awesome. So thank you so much, Emily. What was another one? Okay. Marnie, you have relationship with God, meaningful one-on-one time with each kid and exercise. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your um, your answers and why you chose those as your top three. So, I mean, I kind of talked about yesterday, I believe it was the day before yesterday, like my relationship with God, like making time to have that connection just to remember what's like most important. Um, and then having something that I've been struggling with is like having meaningful time with my kids because it's, it's kind of just like just trying to get through the day and not doing, not being purposeful it's like oh my gosh like I can't handle the noise or I can't like I and, and so I I feel like I have more often those types of experiences just feeling stressed um but it's when I'm with them all together all the time and I have found that if I, I and I also was told some statistic or something like if you spend like just 10 minutes like one-on-one time like meaningful just like just 10 minutes with your, with each child each day, um, your, their behavior will, will improve and they, and your relationship will improve as well. 
And, and I found that that I Honestly, don't. 10 minutes can seem like a lot. Sometimes you're like, I don't want to play dinosaurs for 10 minutes. That does not sound um, exciting. Like, exactly. <laughs> so you're not the only one. <laughs> so I definitely want to work on that. And then um, exercising. I know that if I do that more regularly, I'll feel less happy. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think there's a couple of good things that, that are overlapping here. So with your intentional time with your kids, you were saying like, you know, when we're together, like all the time, it's too crazy and everything's kind of like psycho. And I feel that I have five kids. I totally get the noise level. You're like, okay, can I just, I wish I had a remote sometimes where I could just be like, mute. can we just do that? Or pause, like fast forward Amen. tantrum. Can Amen. we do that? No, but, and so I, I remember at least three days a week or whatever, and just spend three intentional minutes with each child. And it doesn't, it's not that long, like three minutes. You can do anything for three minutes. Right. And you just spend three minutes with them be like, okay. To, right now you're being crazy. So let's three minutes, let's jump on the trampoline and then let's go have a snack and kind of reset ourselves. Right. Or three minutes, we're going to go like read a book together, or it could be anything. Right. Like I was doing exercise this morning and my kids were just like all over me. And I was like, I just want to do like my bar class without kids all over me. <laughs> like this is not working. And so as soon as my workout was over, I decided to just like put them on my lap and play with them. And we did little kids songs together and stuff. And just that short little interaction totally flipped the way that they were acting. And I've dealt with like almost zero tantrums today, just from that one interaction, which is crazy. Cause I thought it really shouldn't make a difference. Right. But it really does. Cause a lot of times when they act out, it's because we are missing that one-on-one -on -one time with them. And it doesn't have to be long. Like we think, Oh, they need one-on-one -on -one time attention. It's gotta be like an hour or more so that they really feel loved. And they just need those little core memories. Like Emily was saying, right. Those little moments where they feel like they are included and loved and everything. So that was one thing I wanted to touch on. And then another thing was you talked about self-care and that is totally like interlinked with intentional time with your kids. And, and the, what were you saying? Like the, the time where you feel like you're too burnout or whatever, you have too much going on when we have too much happening at home and too much noise and too much, everything one, you can spend in, intentional time with your kids Two, you can spend intentional time with yourself go on a date with yourself, go do some self-care. You need to take a break, get yourself away from them or have them go on a play date with someone or have dad take them to somewhere like a park or something. Let them get their energy out with somebody else that they can bond with. So they're not just totally being stuck in front of a screen. Like we all love to do. I am totally guilty of this. <laughs> the screen is the babysitter sometimes, right? But if you can have them get that intentional time with somebody else and still give yourself that break that you need, even if it's three minutes, maybe you just need three minutes, three times a day for yourself. Maybe it's like one of those times is chocolate. One of those times is exercise. <laughs> one of those times is like doing some skincare or taking a quick shower, like whatever it is, find those little, little, um, moments throughout your day where you can have a little bit of self-care that like one-on-one -on -one date with yourself. It doesn't mean you have to be out of the house. It doesn't mean you have to be making this huge excursion where it's like a day long. It can be short and you don't even necessarily have a sitter for it. Maybe you just set up a fun little game for the kids and then you go like read a book for a second or you go listen to a podcast while you're folding laundry without kids like right in your ear. Some, sometimes we just need to take a pause and be like, I just need a little minute. Where's my remote? I need to press pause on the kids so I can go do something, right? So we just need to do things like that. So I love the way that you um, set that up. Okay. Okay. Family, home, and faith. Miss Sindel, I want you to give us some details on family, home, and faith. I want I want some feedback on these three. Why we, why these are going to be next week's priorities. Oh, 
I don't know how to put my thoughts into words very good. That's um, okay. We love you no matter what. Even if it's like all over the place, I still love you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think just looking looking at my little tracker, I was like, I've spent a lot of time at my computer this week. I think and, we all have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's why mine are gonna be um what did I put family home and faith? Uh-huh. Because my home needs some love. Like I got some laundry. That's like not even ha- not even part of it. Like <laughs> Girl, I have- so so that's why like I it's just my attention has been pretty focused this week. So I want I want to spend more one-on-one time with my family. I don't know if you can hear this, but my kids are like straight up scream um fighting totally outside my door so right good. now. And I'm like, look, <laughs> and we're having some moments right now. So whatever. But yeah, that's that's why. I hope that's what you were looking for, Kimmy. No, I just haven't I wasn't been looking very for good anything on... in particular. I was just curious of, you know, what your thoughts are on that. And I think that um this moment is perfect for you because it gives you a little bit of self-care. Even if they're yeah. screaming out there, you know they're okay. They may be throwing a tantrum, but you know they're safe for the most part, right? <laughs> the house yeah, isn't down so. yet, so we're okay. <laughs> Sometimes no, you need I moments like right. that, right? What? <laughs> I, I do. I know they're all right. I said I hope so, but <laughs> I promise they're okay. I think the stove's turned off, so I think we're okay. (laughs) That's awesome. No, thank you for your input. I appreciate that. Your goals need to be supported by your core values. So if I am setting my goals in my like weekly focus for next week, they need to be supported by those core values. So I don't want to just write like next week, I'm going to do laundry. I want to get my laundry done, right? Because I've got all this laundry that I need to, that I need to fold, right? But if you don't have a why behind it, the motivation is zero. Okay. So you need to know why you're wanting to fold that laundry. Why is that important? Like, why does it really matter if laundry is folded and put away? Like, why can't I just have it in baskets on my bed? What's wrong with that? Right. (laughs) Because for one, like for me, this is just an example, but for one, it takes away from my mental clarity. So I know that I want to gain mental clarity by having less clutter in my room specifically, because this is kind of where we have the laundry folding happening. We don't have like a laundry folding table yet. I eventually, this is part of my dream home. I'm going to have a laundry folding table, but until then my bed is it. Um, anyway, so having mental clarity, having a clean home is really important to me so that I feel like I, again, mental clarity, but also you just feel better. And I feel like I can have, um, the spirit in my home. I feel like I feel happier when I have a cleaner home. And it's just like one less thing on my to-do list where I'm not having to focus on taking care of everybody else's needs. I can take my laundry and be like, Hey, I'm going to give each child laundry for them to fold. And I'm not going to have to worry about it right now. Right. Cause it's not my job to fold their laundry. If they're old enough, like, and they can handle doing something like that, whether it's rolling it up or learning how to fold it, fold it with them. That can be some intentional time where you spend with them, but you're also helping them to learn a skill. That's really important for them to take responsibility for their own stuff. So we have gotten to the point with our kids where we started letting them fold their own laundry. I will lay it out flat. So it doesn't get wrinkled as soon as it comes out of the dryer. And then I just put it in piles of who's is who's laid on their bed. And it's their turn to take it from there. If they choose to wrinkle it up and have it wadded up in a ball. Okay. They're going to have wrinkly clothes at school and they're going to look like the little hoodlum. And I'd be like, you know what? I actually do take care of my kids, even though it doesn't look like it. It's a choice they make. And I have to be willing to like step back, you know? So that's just like one example or whatever. So find your why behind each goal that you are setting with your prior, your um, weekly focus and make sure that they're there's an intentional why behind it. So you're not just doing it to do it. Yeah, sorry. So like, right when you said that, I was literally writing down on my little home list. Look at you. Like, Look at you go. Charts. I need help because I've been really lax with that lately. I'm like, 
you know, weighing out what I want to fight on or what I want to do myself. Or right. Whatever. What battles do we want to choose? <laughs> yeah. But I love what you said about that. Cause that's so true. We really don't have to do it all alone. I think that comes into play too, of what we talked about yesterday with automate, delegate and eliminate. So if you know that this is too much for you, you've got to find a way. What can I do to change the situation if it's not working? Can I automate it? Can I delegate it? Or can I eliminate it, right? We can't eliminate laundry. Sadly, that's just part of life. Unless we want to buy new clothes every single day, it's not going to happen, right? So we can't eliminate it. We can delegate parts of it. We may not be able to have them do the wash and, and the whole thing. Like we don't want them ruining our washer. I've already had things like that happen with many occasions. <laughs> so we kind of are tapping out with the electronic things. Anything in the house that's an appliance is not welcome to my kids quite yet. They're not quite ready for that. But the folding part of it, they can do, right? And one of my kids, they're not the best at folding yet, but they have learned how to take their shirt and pants and fold them in half and they can roll them together. So it becomes this one little like, like cinnamon roll type thing or whatever. And then they have it in their drawer. So as soon as they want to grab it out, it's got their underwear, their shirt and their pants all together in one outfit. And it's super easy because pretty much any kid can roll it. They may not be able to fold it, but they can roll it. So that's a technique I learned from a friend and it's been super helpful for vacations. Um, Emily, you're going on vacation. This is a great one. If you take all their clothes, their, their pants, shirt, and underwear, and you roll it up, even socks can go in there or a diaper, whatever age you are at with kids, roll it up and then put it in like their suitcase, have every outfit for every day set out, even like a swimsuit with like a swimsuit cover up and you know, whatever, like have everything rolled up in outfits. They literally can just pick up that one outfit. They're good to go. They don't have to have their suitcase explode when they're on vacation. It's like a game changer. And my kids, like every time I don't have the, that rolled up and we haven't worked through the outfits with them for the week. As soon as they look in the drawer and they just, just have the shirts rolled up and just the pants, but they're not together, they start tossing it out to try to find what they're trying to look for. But if it's in a set, it's super easy and I don't have clothes all over my floor. So that's another game changer. <laughs> Random little tip that it wasn't part of the lesson, but it's in there. There you go. So when we want to be specific with our goals, make sure that you are writing in detail. So when we, when we do a goal, it's important for us to remember that you can't expect yourself to do it unless you are saying, the time you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, how long you're going to do it. Is there going to be an ending to it? Right. So time bound is when you have like a due date or a deadline that you want it to be done by. So for example, if I was wanting to lose, you know, 30 pounds this year by December 31st, I want to be at this goal weight, which means I need to start now and I need to lose this amount of pounds every single week. It could be like, maybe it's a quarter of a pound a week. That's doable, right? We could do a quarter of a pound a week. That's just like not eating chocolate covered raisins like I do every day, you know, like <laughs> I can do that. And so it also makes it more manageable when you notice that you're just having to do these little smidgens every single day to get to that end result, rather than trying to feel like, okay, I have to lose 30 pounds. That's so much. How am I going to do it? Like, it seems overwhelming. So if we get to the point of thinking, how do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time, you get specific, you get detailed and it helps us to niche it down and narrow it down to where it feels light and easy and it doesn't feel so burdensome so it makes us desire that goal more and we're also um we're writing it down so it's out of our brains and we're seeing it we have to post it somewhere where we can see it often so that we review it and keep going over that oh yeah that's my goal i really want to do that same thing with vision boards i have my vision board right next to my bed and so every time i go to sleep or wake up i stand up and as soon as i stand up making my bed i see that vision board and i can visualize my goals every single day right so you can have your vision board wherever you want or your goals wherever you want, but have it somewhere where you see it often, whether it's a bathroom mirror, it's a, um, a, like maybe your fridge. I mean, I don't know if you, if they're too personal maybe you want to keep it more like in your bedroom or something, but have it somewhere where it's written down 
you can see it often and it's something that goes along with our smart um, goals. Okay. So specific, give me details on it. Measurable. You can measure like, um, for example, if we have a habit tracker, you can track, okay, if, if I do this, if I give myself enough details, then I know that once I do this, then I can check it off. It's done. Right. If I say do laundry, when are we done with laundry then? Cause we have to do laundry all the time. So that that's not like done. Right. So if you say I will do one load a day from start to finish, I can check that off. That's measurable. Does that make sense? So the more details you give, the easier it is to understand. So it's not just doing laundry. It's I'm washing it. I'm drying it. I'm folding it and putting away. I'm doing all four steps. Then I can say that load is done. Does that make sense? Okay. So we want to make sure it's measurable, attainable. It's gotta be something that you feel you can actually reach. If you, even if you can attain it, but you feel like you can't, it's not a goal that you want to focus on because you will feel like you're just going to fail. You want to focus on something that you feel like you can actually achieve, right? So part of that is positive mindset. We want to make sure that we have a good mindset in whatever it is that we're going to go do. But also if it's something that you are passionate about or have a desire for, or like I said, um, if you know your why, the reason why behind what you're doing, it gives you more motivation to attain that goal. So make sure it's attainable. Know your why. Um, realistic, same idea. We want to make sure that it's something that you can actually do. And it's not like, you know, my house will be perfectly clean every single day without fail, no messes, nothing, right? Like that's not realistic. Okay. We have children, there are going to be some messes, but you know that you can create a system or routine where it, with your word of the year, this is not a word that you don't feel like it's like a, like a ball and chain. Okay. This is something that's actually going to be freeing to you. And it helps you to guide you through the year to have more intention behind all the goals that you set. Okay. You don't have to have a goal of the, or a word of the year, but this is just an option. Okay. Um, does, has anyone did a word of the year before Do you guys, does anybody do that? Okay. Awesome. So we have some that have done that. For those that haven't, a word of the year is something that guides you throughout the year. So you can do, you can do like a phrase with it. You can do a scripture with it. Some people do like a scripture of the year that they kind of like, it helps guide them throughout the year, which is kind of a cool idea. I haven't done that yet, but I actually love that idea. You can do a quote, you can do a word, you can do a motto, whatever works for you, but whatever this is, it, it should be your guiding star throughout the year. So for example, one of the years I wanted to have abundance as my word. Okay. So I wanted to go and do everything thinking about abundance, right? So I wanted to live an abundant life with my home. I wanted it to feel like there was an abundance, like we weren't lacking. I wanted for us to feel like we were living the abundant life, which doesn't mean that we were rich or that we were frivolous with our spending or things like that. I wanted it. I wanted us to be content and grateful for what we had and make it give ourselves the mindset of we have an abundant life that we are not a third world country. We live in America, right? We have a home, a roof over our heads. We have food to eat. Like we have all these blessings. I wanted my family and me to focus on, we have an abundant life, right? So my word was abundance. So I had that with, I wanted to have the feeling of an abundant home, abundant family, abundant work, like all the things that I had wanted to focus on the thing that I have an abundant life. Okay. So just more like gratitude. That was kind of my theme for that year. Then I had one where it was thriving. I wanted to thrive and I wanted to grow and I wanted to do more than I was doing and really like push into everything. Have it be a year of push where I'm really trying to thrive in every aspect 
of my life and all my core values that were really important to me at, during that year or whatever. So question for you, um, Sindel, you said that you have had, um, words of the year. What are some words that you've had? I think one of them was like consistency or consistence one time or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, I think that was one of them one year. Um, one year I did a really vague one. It was just love. So I tried to just, you know, like one that's really vague. And then some years I've had really specific ones. Um, this year, um, content is one of the words. I, I I'm that. like, Emily, I have a couple. I can't pick just one. And I think that's <laughs> totally okay. But <laughs> if you can have more than one. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I love like, I love the thrive and thrive and content and just gratitude. It's kind of combined, but it's fun to have something to focus on. I love when that. you're in you every like situation you with your goals. Like, do you feel like it kind of guided you to the different things that you had to do? Or like, how do you feel it really helped you throughout the year? Yeah. I mean, I think that having it set out and actually planned, like, this is my word. I think that I saw opportunities to see that in my life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And just having that moment to sit down and, and be like, this is what I want, you know, without that, maybe I wouldn't have focused much on it. And so it much on came it. to me. So yeah. So I, I feel like I attracted situations that helped me with that specific word. I love that. I think, I think it makes a huge difference when you have something that kind of guides you throughout the year and it's not something you have to do. It's something you want to do, you get to do, and it drives you towards those goals that you have, those core values. And like, it's just kind of more, I think of it like a reminder of what you value, you know, what's important to you that year. It's like all of your core values, like encumbered into one word. You just have to make sure that whatever word you choose, that you're fully committed to it. It, if you are not fully committed to the word, it will not motivate you enough to stay in line, like aligned with what your core values are and what your goals are for that year. So make sure it's something you're committed to. If you choose to do a word of the year, you don't have to, if you don't want to, that's just an option. Okay. Be this massive chaotic thing. Right. Cause when I think of vision boards, I don't know about you guys, but when I think of vision boards, I think of like a poster board that's super busy, not pretty. And I'm like, like too much happening. The designer in me is like, uh, uh-uh, I can't handle that. There's too much happening, too much clutter. Right. And so you can make vision boards pretty and simple. They don't have to be crazy. Like you could have one word within your core value that helps you to remember what you're wanting. And like maybe one picture, or you can do a cluster of photos, like different goals that you want to do. You can have it. Like, I know some people have turned their vision boards where they have all the photos that they want to like guide them throughout the year to get them to their goals. They have it in the shape of like a tree or the ocean, or like they make this mural with it. Right. So you can do whatever you want with it. It's totally up to you. My favorite thing personally is to use a bulletin board. And I, like I said, I have it next to my bed. So it's really simple. I'm going to show you my husband's real quick. Let me grab it. When you go to put your pictures or your different things on your vision board, use all five senses. So I want you to imagine whatever goal it is that you're wanting to achieve. And then think about it. What is it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? Maybe what's it going to taste like, right? If you're, if you're really wanting to achieve a certain goal for like health, maybe like, and you really want to eat healthier or whatever, what's it going to be like to taste that really healthy food? Are you going to enjoy it more now that you're eating way less sugar? Is fruit going to be sweeter to you? Or, you know what I mean? Like, so use all the senses. What's it going to sound like? What's it going to feel like? What's it going to taste like? What's it going to look like? Like think of all your senses and try to try to create images that help you to visualize and like, imagine that every single day. So you're, you're not just placing things on there. Like, I'm just going to hit that goal, like victory that once I get there, it's done. It's like, 
I want you to enjoy the journey as you are going, right? It's not just the, the end goal that we're trying to get to. It's us growing. It's us becoming the person that we want to be or the person that God has designed us to be, right? So re remember, it's not just the end goal. It's the becoming. It's the growing. It's the journey. That's the most important. That's where we grow. That's where we learn. That's where we become something different, right? So picture yourself in whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve and really envision what it feels like to have that happen, have it to be a successful achievement. Like say that you wanted to, I don't know, you wanted to lose 30 pounds. Like, I don't know. I can't think of anything right now other than that. So say you want to lose 30 pounds and you want to like envision yourself fitting in the pants that you wanted to fit in for so long that have just been hanging in your closet, like mocking you all year round or whatever, right? Like breaking pre maternity pants. Like anyways, I have this happened to me before. Right. And, and so you can imagine yourself being like, it feels so good to fit in my old jeans. It feels so good to be able to move with my kids and feel like I don't have this extra weight where it's so hard to just go up and down the stairs or it feels, or like it looks amazing. Like I actually love to look at myself in the mirror. Now I'm really happy with my body. I'm happy that I'm toned and I'm, I'm, um, feeling healthy. I don't necessarily have to be the perfect Barbie. I'm not like this, you know, perfect little anorexic model. That's not what I'm looking for, but I'm, I'm the best version of myself, whatever that is. Right. Or I love that. I am active. I love the active lifestyle and I'm going to be active. I'm going to be going outside. It feels so good to go for a run. It feels so good to go for a swim. How refreshing that would feel to get that in every day or whatever it is. Does that make sense? So like using your senses to imagine what it is that you're going to achieve and how it feels to get there, not just to get the end result. Does that make sense? Because I feel a lot of us get into a point where we feel this, like once this happens, then I'll be happy, right? We have that, that syndrome of if this, then I'll be happy. If that, then I'll be happy rather than how can I live every single day up until that goal is achieved? How can I feel happy every single day with just that one little step, that one little bit further towards that goal, right? Because even if we don't attain that goal, we did so much better than we did the last year. So even if we only get 75%, so we didn't quite hit the moon. Like we, we were shooting for the moon, but we fell among the stars. That's still a win, right? Because we still grew. We still got that much further and that much better than we did last year. We have to celebrate those wins. So even if we don't fully achieve our goals, celebrate the wins of the journey, celebrate how far you've come and how much you've grown rather than being so down on yourself for not getting that goal, that end result, right? It feels really, really good. Once you write that goal in to check them off every single day, like we were saying, once you know what your goal is and you made it a smart goal, it's easier to be like, I know when that's done and I can check it off. Once I have this and this accomplished, I know that that means I can check it off. Right? So if you check off like seven in a row and you like this one, yeah. If you check off seven boxes in a row for that one goal, it feels so good to see everything in alignment and see everything being checked off. I don't know what it is about it, but when we check and there's the monthly one, when we check things off as we go and have that full row of check marks or, or X's or whatever, there's something about it that feel, helps us to feel fulfilled knowing that we accomplished the thing we are setting out to do. Like we made a promise to ourselves to fulfill this goal and then we fulfilled it. That's a win. And it's important to reward yourself for those wins. So if there is something that you did this week and you did it hundred percent full out and you check the box every single day, reward yourself for something like 
whatever it is, it could be something as simple as I'm going to take time to paint my nails today, or I'm going to, you know, go, I don't know, get my hair done, whatever, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be anything like you're going to go have a girl's night out or whatever it is. Like choose to find something that is going to be your reward and celebrate your wins all along the way, not just at the end result. So I will see you all tomorrow. It's our last day. I'm so excited, but kind of sad at the same time that it's almost over. <laughs> but I love you and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Thanks, Kim. Amazing. And we love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.